What's up, gang? Ooh, that's hot. That's a hot one. Raising the volume on this, because I listened back to a couple episodes, and I'm like, this needs to be louder. Like when I was on trains and stuff, and I was like, we got the power. We got the power to go louder. We got the Shure SM58. The microphone used by Mitch Hedberg. Can it get any better? No, it can't. All right, so let's get right into it. I slept through market open today. Not my plan at all. I've been trying to give myself a bedtime so I could get up, shower, get ready. And you know what? Of course, of course, I sleep through market hours or market open this morning. To uh, I was going to record this podcast last night, but I was like, you know what? I'm tired. Keanu made fun of me in previous episodes for sounding like I was high, but I was just tired recording an episode. So I'm like, I don't want to do that again. I got to give it my all. I got to give him my full attention, my full awake. I got my bougie coffee, my $14, not really $14 coffee. I bought it by the bag, but it is, it is, it is bougie. Pour over. It took forever. It takes longer to make this than to make the eggs in the morning. Truly. But we got it. We got it going. Slept through it. I'm, I'm annoyed at myself because yesterday was a big learning lesson. I'm recording this Thursday morning. I, and, I, and I rarely record this podcast during market hours. This is a fun time. We're recording during market hours for a, for a change. So looking like a nice bounce on a lot of stuff today. NASDAQ, Papa, S&P, Dow, everything. Of course, over the last few weeks, everything in a downtrend. But today, looking a little strong. And I'm annoyed I didn't play get up early and play some options because I lost some money yesterday. I know a lot of the guys in the discord lost a bit more than, uh, than I did for sure. Just, I mean, win big play, big, you know, that whole thing. But I know there's some folks that, that ate it a little tougher, but you know, they, they, uh, handle it. They take it like champs and they move on to the next one. Cause I know they can make money. The next one, just you win some, you lose some, try to limit your losses. That's how I felt. I, was running on some spy calls that ate shit. As soon as I bought the contracts, I mean, within a few minutes, just straight down. And I got to go back and check the tape. I got to check the game tape, you know, see what went wrong. And I've actually been doing that. It's funny because, like I said, yesterday was a, a learning lesson for a lot of us. There's a lot of fake outs yesterday. Yesterday was super choppy. And we'll see how today plays out. I mean, it's looking strong. But yesterday was just chop city. Really tough day to trade in. And I'm seeing why. Thursday, Fridays are more advantageous. The last few weeks, I've been traveling on Thursday, Friday. I haven't been able to sit down and fully trade, but I've been even looking at my phone on trains and in between flights and stuff and been paying attention. I'm like, ooh, these are these would be some hot days to be sitting at the computer on the Discord with the fellas just making some money. These, these are the days to set it up, man. And no wonder, like, when I watch some of the earlier videos, learning options, some of the uh, videos would point out that a lot of bigger traders don't even trade unless it's Thursday or Friday. They kind of just lay low, you know, stay on the sidelines Monday through Wednesday and then come in Thursday, Friday. It's where a lot of the volume is. And I'm seeing that uh, as the weeks play on here. And so, again, annoyed at myself for sleeping it a little bit, but at least we're getting this podcast going and we could talk about it. Uh, I might still do some stuff maybe during power hour. Uh, but I'll come back in and maybe look at some stuff. I'm going to review some charts during the day. I'm trying to make more of a game plan. There's a trader. Let me look him up. I think his name, his Instagram is Rake Trades, I believe. Let me find it real quick. Again, I always talk about the how great the resources can be on like social media. Yeah, Jake Ricci. Um, 
I think his Instagram is just Rake Trades. Yeah, R A K E Trades. I like following his account. He always puts out every night. Like again, never follow anyone blindly. I feel like that's. I don't, I never want to put the onus on anyone else but myself when I lose money, um, and especially when I make money. Like, pfft, no, that was all my call, bitch. Even if you gave me the tip, right? So. But no, I, I always want to put the onus on myself either way. You know, even if someone gave you a heavy tip and you lost, you don't want to go back to them and be like, well, you said. Well, it's like, well, you, you still made the decision on your own. You're still an adult. You made the decision as well. But I will say, like, you know, I was I was kind of riding the, the hype. It was funny in the Discord morning voice yesterday. We're all, like, excited. Like, all right, let's go. Let's make some money. And then as soon as those big red candles started coming in and our call contracts were getting just destroyed, everyone was, like, quiet. <laughs> and... uh I know. I think I forget who it was. Maybe Carrie Trades or Yuri like pointed out like, all right, got real quiet in here, guys. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we're all just eating shit real quick. Um, but again, live to fight another day. It's just one game. You know, it's it's and it's kind of like uh, that's why I bring up the Jake Ricci. Um, he posted something that I thought was really was really good. I'll try to find the exact quote, but he talks about like he compares trading to being a pro athlete and kind of approaching your life that way where and the more I get into to options trading the more I'm seeing this come to fruition um, and the more I'm seeing the truth of this all right here's what he says I structure my entire my entire life around creating an optimal mental environment to trade aka tilt prevention what I do with my time what I eat when I go to bed how I spend my weekends trading allows you to get paid like an athlete you, you should expect to work like one I really love that because it's like that's kind of why I'm giving, like, I've realized even before I, I saw that quote, you know, before he put that on his Instagram and Twitter, uh, like last week, I've kind of been starting to give myself more of a routine, more of a, like a study routine, more of like a planning, like practice sessions, like, and you start kind of like comparing it to being like to, to athlete stuff. Like even on some of the interviews I've done with Keanu, he talks about like paper trading is like still shooting free throws. Like LeBron's the best basketball player on the planet, but he still shoots free throws. He still does warmups. He still shoots, you know, still goes to, to practice. And so really comparing uh, trading to that where it's like, you know, and I compare it to like chess all the time, like financial chess where it's like, yeah, you can learn the rules, but that's just how you start. Okay. Now, you know, the rules, now, you know, the patterns, now, you know, the game now be a master of it. That can take forever. And you're probably never going to be as good as a computer right <laughs> on both ends so but you can try you can try that you try to get as good as a computer that's what we're all going for trying to beat the computers baby so i really like that really comparing your life and trying to approach your your trading life to to being an athlete to some degree um or whatever whatever translation works for you i just have to be an athlete although my audience is like 80 some percent dudes so get it together ladies although the women that do listen to this podcast are awesome because they're pretty badass investors and do give a shit about options trading. So the ones, Hey, the, the small female audience that I do have is uh small, but mighty, let's say, all right, the bad bitches <laughs> for lack of a better term. Um, so, but anyways, for the other 80 some percent of you, <laughs> the sports analogy will probably work a little better. Um, so dig that. Um, I did a session with Carrie trades. If you don't follow him on, Instagram or Twitter. I don't know if he has Instagram. I think I follow him on Instagram. I'm not sure. But Carrie Trades, follow him on Twitter. He's always posting cool stuff, YouTube stuff. Um, he's a wizard. I did a session with him on our Discord. And and also, I always talk about Discord. Like, 
if you're not familiar, get with get with it. Right? Uh, if you're gonna get into options or any kind of, I guess, uh, definitely with options, you know, go into um, uh, into any sort of Discord group. It doesn't have to be ours, but pick one. It doesn't have to be even like a premium Discord. Like, start with a free one. We always say like, hey, start with one week. Once you learn a little bit of the the basics of options and you're comfortable with like knowing how to like paper trade and stuff like that, then hop into one, do like a week, see how you like it. It's not that much of an investment. There's no commitment. You can pay by the week, pay by the month, whatever. So it doesn't matter. Pick any of them or just go on Twitter. There's a ton of free ones on Twitter. Hop on Twitter spaces. Just having that community of people just keeping you like, I, I say week to week, even just keeping you responsible for getting up and showing up every day. Um, kind of just keeping you responsible. Like even today when I woke up, I was like, no, it's 10 a.m. I slept through like, no, they're going to be one. Like, they're going to be like, not not that anyone cares, but I know it's like, for me, I, I, I'm i one of those people that'll be like, no, I let them down. Like, they're going to be wondering where I'm at. Not that they really, they also understand like we all have lives and stuff like that, but it gives you like, you almost feel responsible a little bit. And so I like that, especially when you have a life like I, I do, like, right, you know, I have to travel for work here and there, but um a lot of the times I have, I have large chunks of free time where someone's not telling me what to do. So giving me that, give, building, giving myself that structure again, comparing it to like giving myself that, like, um, that structure throughout the day, kind of applying those, uh, like practices, like kind of, again, like an athlete where it was like, okay, here's have this meal, go to bed by this time practices this time, game time is this time, you know? Um, Really does. I, I think of that like daily now. He he only put that up like a week ago, but I think about it all the time. So I really like it. Um, and there's really a million ways to go through. Like as I, again, I, as I go through more and more of this option stuff, I, I compare it to to comedy as well. Like there's no one way to do it. You can read books. You can study this. You can study that. You can prepare, prepare, prepare. But ultimately, you just have to get out there and start doing it. Start learning. Start swimming. Start losing money. That's why yesterday was an important day. Like yeah, it sucked. I didn't lose a ton of money, but it always sucks to lose money. Um, but it was a learning experience right away. I was like, okay, what can I do? And I started like going through and like making like a, I have a trading journal. I do it on Google drives. And I know a lot of guys that do this. I'm not the first one, but, but I'm seeing why they do this. Like I have a trading journal. It's like, okay, what was the trade? What did I get into it? Why did I get into it? And then I see like, where did it go? Right. Where did it go wrong? Like, where did I, it's the same thing with like stand up where every time you record all your sets, you go back and listen to them and it sucks to go back and listen to the ones where you ate shit but that's where you learn the shit. That's where you get better. And it is fun every once in a while to listen to the ones where you kill. You're like, all right, give you that little conf- confident boost. So again, put some in the win column when you can. Like when you have your wins, pat yourself on the back, but never get too far ahead of yourself because options, just like comedy, as our good friend Bobby Slayton says, there's always a shit sandwich waiting, waiting around the corner for you. So keep that in mind. Um, just like with both. Anytime I feel like I'm invincible with comedy, I eat shit. Anytime I think I'm uh, invincible trading or investing, I eat shit. So just stay humble and keep learning is what I've realized. Uh, and again, I, I still, um, you know, people that listen to this, I know not everyone is getting into options yet. I know a lot of people that want to. There's not one, again, I keep saying there's not one way. They keep saying like, hey, teach me this, teach me that. I can guide you. Keep listening to this or certain books. Um, but... I am still going to do, obviously I'm still going to do long-term investing. Like a lot of the, all the big options traders that I know are still doing that, like taking a lot of their money, their big gains and buying up big companies right now. It's just, as I've talked about in previous episodes where, you know, week to week when you're long-term investing, there's not a ton that changes. Like the narrative for the last like month or two to me has been like, Hey, 
slowly keep buying the dip. Well, really for like the last month for, for, you know, a couple of weeks, I was like, all right, just sit on the sidelines and see what happens because things are going a little South fast and you don't want to catch the falling knife. But now we're starting to see a little bit of chop, you know, a little bit of resistance points here and there. And like, uh, for certain stocks, you know, like I, I keep repeating where it's like, how low can some of these go? Like, you know, if, if, if Apple was going to go sub 100, you know, it got close. It went to like 120. I don't think it went sub 120. It may have. Let me check real quick. Uh, no, it didn't. 123. It got close. But even like Amazon and Google, I kept saying like right. It was around 2000. I was like, if those go sub 2000, like that's a no brainer. And they both bounced right off of it perfectly. Like Amazon bounced at twenty or at two thousand twenty five dollars was the fifty two week low. Now it's at twenty five hundred again. Google same thing. I think it went to twenty thousand. It went to two uh, two thousand forty four dollars. Now it's at twenty three hundred. Was at twenty four. So again, both those bounced right off. Square in like the sixties was insane. I started buying it heavier in the seventies, and will continue to do that. It's at eighty seven. If you did take that, like I know people that didn't have positions in Square that started some in the 70s or in the 60s. If you did, you're up nice already. You could sell for a nice, what, 20%, 30%. But I'd hold on to it. I think Square is a bargain under $100. So get out when you want, but a great deal. I want to get some more NVIDIA. I keep talking about that. Like there's still like, again... Um, the biggest targets for me now, honestly, they're boring. And that's why it's like, I don't... Uh, I'm not going to go too heavy into them week to week as much unless I see bigger news. But the big targets for me now kind of remain the same. Apple, Google, Microsoft. I don't have any Microsoft. I don't have much. I have a little bit. Really want to expand that position because for me, those are the biggest targets because why not get the best, most powerful companies on the cheap right now? They're all going to come back. It, all, we need them to, you know, they're all going to make, I mean, even looking at like, Microsoft's revenue guidance. They're like, oh, we're lowering our guidance. It was $51 billion next quarter. Like, wrap your head around that. $51 billion in revenue in one quarter. That's bonkers. So, and knowing it's, a, knowing, knowing it's in tech, I know it's just revenue. It's not profit, but no, it's a tech company. So, the margins on that are insane. So, it is a lot of profit. But still, just to think of that much revenue being generated per quarter by just Microsoft, adding Google, Apple, Amazon, all that. You know, I kind of want to get Amazon and Google in higher amounts before they split in the, later this summer, in like a month or so here. NVIDIA was named a top semiconductor stock by Bank of America because of their, uh, because of the automotive industry, because of what they're doing with AI. Oh, I wonder who else has been saying that for two years. Ah, yours truly. So, hey, good, good. Bank of America on board. Um, you know, we're going to stick with NVIDIA for a ton of reasons. I've said them at nauseum, but yes, that is one of the big reasons now. The automotive AI, the self-driving, all that shit. Uh, it's a common question I get traveling around uh, to auto shows, NASCAR events, those kind of things. Is it does that self park? Does it self do? Does it do this? Does it do that? Is it a robot? All that shit. So we need Nvidia and those kind of companies. And it, I always think of like what's what's a harder what's the hardest thing to replicate? Like when you look at a business, like what's hard to replicate? Um. And having really strong AI, really strong data centers, cloud, you know, cloud storage, all that, that's, that's, it's not something like a mom and pop can just do, you know, cybersecurity stuff. It's like, it's not like you can just do that. Um, so that's why I like putting my money there, hard companies to replicate. And we're still going to keep doing that. Uh, but again, as, as you've noticed on this podcast and just in general, 
focus is heavily on options and you're seeing why more and more I'm seeing why more and more how much money you can leverage and again it can go you know you don't need a ton of money to make money if you know what you're doing but obviously it can go south but again I keep reiterating that's how you learn that's how you make that's how you make things happen like yeah it sucked to learn some money yesterday but that's where we all went to the drawing board like even on the discord I know right away Jordan was like I'm gonna go look at this see what happened here and he's like yep um kind of seeing where we made the mistake and so I haven't done that yet. I I kind of like walked. Honestly, yesterday it was kind of, it was so annoying. Some of those choppy moves that I just walked away, and uh, I had some other stuff to do anyways. But I just walked away from the computer. I was like, all right, I'm just gonna go home, just chill for a minute and um, watch some videos. I'm gonna go back to the drawing board. I literally just went back and started rewatching some Bueller buys courses. Started like lining up my op, like some of the stuff too. Like when you when you start learning, like this, it can be so overwhelming. Like there's so much information. But just kind of keep absorbing, keep absorbing. It'll keep coming clear and clear, like I keep saying. But for me, it helped to go. I have a, in my trading journal, like I said, I list out like my trades, what went wrong, what went right. Even for the paper trades I made, both for real and paper, I document them both and see why. I put more notes in the ones for the real trades, obviously. Um, and I'm starting to lean into doing more real trading because I've done enough paper trading. If you don't know, paper trading is fake trading. You can set up a fake account to learn how to do options trading. I'm starting to step out of that because I'm realizing like, yes, it's good to learn how to trade with like paper money and to treat your paper money like real money. But ultimately, no matter what, now that I've been doing both, no matter what, you're, you're, you're not going to treat your paper money the same. You're just not. You can try. You can really, really try and try to fake yourself out. But at the end of the day, you're just not going to. If I have paper money contracts open and I have my real money contracts open, guess which one I'm paying attention to? I could give a shit what's happening in that paper account, right? So that's why uh, that's kind of what happens. Um, so that's why I'm starting to lean into just be like, okay, just focus more on on learning, paying attention, and just coming into high confident trades on real money. And then if I want to do riskier stuff or I want to see things, how things will play out, I'll do it on the paper side. Like I know uh, I follow a thing on a, a lot of I know a lot of options traders do follow like those unusual whales i think it's called yeah unusual whales or like these like dark like dark money accounts where like they can see like these huge um orders that'll come in for options contracts and they'll kind of call out what they are and just kind of see like basically where big money might be moving moving their position and so there was one on i'll pull up the account actually i saved the tweet for this reason so here we go. We got it here. Thought I did. Boom, right there. So Tesla closed last hundred trades. It posts those is the account unusual whales. It's a verified account too, which is funny. So put call ratio, it was 0.764 call premium, 1.32 billion. Um, and then going through like the premium numbers, and it was for a July 3rd expiration, a 900 hour strike. Basically saying it was heavily towards the call side on calling basically for a $900 price July 3rd this week expiration. So it's like, you know, basically seeing that like, okay, Tesla's going to run up this week. And so that's why a lot of folks got in Tesla early and then it kind of dunked on them. But now we're seeing Tesla run today, run hard. So I put this paper trade in and markets are running hot right now. Again, fuck me for sleeping in this morning. This is the lesson. Hey, see lessons being learned in real time. You pay the price. The early bird gets the worm. God, is that true? That is true as ever. Uh, so learning lessons here. But 
So Tesla's running shit. It's going to hit 800 today, probably. It's at 785 right now. It took a shit yesterday. So everyone got dunked on during the week. But if you held your contracts, you're still up. So guess who did? Your boy didn't do it in real money, but did it on my paper account because I wanted to see how this would work, how it would play out. And it's working. So I would have been up like yesterday. I was up like 1500 But I held it today and now it's up 2000 And it was only putting out like a $1,700 or $1,400 contract. So it's up over 100%. And so pretty sweet i did that on paper to see i was like oh, i'll just follow this account and see what happens i'll make this play so again i could have came in i should have waited been a little more patient patience i feel often pays in a lot of ways in life what again life lessons with the stock market what a beautiful thing patience would have paid a little bit to wait and come in on those contracts but still on paper this would have fucking print this would have made you fucking sweet money this is up like 125 percent or some shit so you know, would have cleared two grand in just like a, what, two days. But if you would have bought yesterday, that would have been even, oh my gosh, you would have made even way more. I don't even want, I mean, probably double. I don't know the exact numbers on that, but I could be off, but more, a lot more. And so I know people, I'm sure people did. So love the fake out, but I just held on to that one again, knowing that it's like real paper money. It was probably easier to hold it when it was blowing up. And I was distracted by my real money account at the time. So easier to hold that again. That's why good to learn lessons and see how things happen on paper. Cause I'm like, Oh, so the idea did work. If you had the balls to hold it, you could sell right now and take that $2,000 or 2,100, whatever it is. Nice little profit. Um, or you could have sold an eight, you know, eight shit during the, you know, when they were trying to squeeze you out the last day yesterday, really. So, um, Hope I don't know if that ding came through on my. I get a lot of uh, beeps and dings on my computer through the Discord and text messages. Your boy's a hot item, folks. White boy summer. What can I say? So sorry if that's going off on my on the microphone. Um, a little distracted there. Uh, all right, moving on. Moving on. Paper trade following unusual flow. Good. Good stuff. Quantitative tightening. Who cares? <laughs> I mean, I guess, I guess that's important. Again, something that uh, Carrie Trades brought up in our Discord the other day. And everyone was like, shut up, Carrie. Stop talking to us. Like we're <laughs> well, kind of clown him because he's really smart. And he talks like a wizard because like, he just, just knows too much. And so everyone will be like, all right, Carrie's getting a little too crazy. We can't just do a dab and start talking like a, you know, like a mathematician. Because he is, uh, I think he has a degree in physics. So he, uh, and I think I may have talked, I talked about this on the discord that we did, but he actually applies. i never took calculus. But this is a really interesting, he did break this down quite nicely. I never took calculus, but he applies like some of these calculus principles to the stock market. And if I explained this on previous episodes, my apologies, I'm going to do it again. Cause it's really interesting. He quickly explained derivatives and basically would say like how using derivatives, you can say like, you can see how like if someone's like running or whatever, or something's moving, you can see how fast it's moving at any given time and how quick it's moving, like how quick it's accelerating. And so he basically is using that to see like applying that to candlesticks, the Japanese candlesticks we always talk about with options, all the options traders use them. So using that to candles. And so seeing like how quick the candles are moving, like, yes, you can see them growing on the five minute, the 10 minute, whatever time frame you're using. You can see the, those candles moving, but he's using 
this formula to basically see how quickly they're how fast they're growing and seeing like basically seeing ahead of basically being one step ahead of the candle, seeing through them, being able to kind of being one step ahead of where they might be moving next, which is everything in the stock market, especially in the, the options market. So pretty crazy. Um, but he mentioned like the quantitative tightening June, June 1st, yesterday was the first day of quantitative tightening the fed tightening up the balance sheet, trying to offload what 45 billion, some dollars leading to like, I think eventually $87 billion trying to fight this inflation, Hey, I mean, I keep saying they can do all these things. It's it's, but it's gonna um, and it's. I think it's all just for manipulation. Like I know Biden met with Powell this last week. A lot of the the finance Twitter, the FinTwit folks, and the options traders were kind of talking about that, being like, "All right, markets are gonna run up until election, and then dump off after the election." That's kind of what the word on the street is. At least when I say that, at least the word on the the internet street. You know, we kind of. I don't. Uh, follow the the cnbc stuff i do check it i do check cnbc msnbc whatever all the business stuff the business news but i try to see what they're saying because uh oftentimes it's fun to see what they're read between the lines of what they're saying you know um because i really do feel like that's again I, I talk about the importance of like the instagram the twitter stuff the the social media the discord getting sentiment from that because I mean, there's a lot of brilliant folks out there, and I feel like just like with like politics or with comedy, like Twitter is the true tr- is like the true judge of a lot of that. You know, the best jokes get they work on Twitter. You can say hackier stuff and it'll work on Facebook, but on Twitter, it's it's the it's the big leagues. I don't know. I just feel like that's why when I made the point of like Elon buying Twitter, everyone getting all upset, like oh, it's this huge. It's not a big audience, but it's an audience of people. Like yes, there's a lot of morons on there, a lot of bots and all that stuff. But there's also like an insane amount of brilliant people on there. Like early on in the comedy days, like I, that's how a lot of people got their late night writing job. Still is, still is. You can get a you can get a late night writing job by having a big Twitter account. My best friend did Trayvon Free. Trayvon he had a, the he made the the parody Barack Obama account before he got his first job with The Daily Show. Now he's got what three Emmys and an Academy Award, but started on via Twitter. Truly. So my point being, there's some validity to the folks and what they're saying on the Twitter and on Discord. Um, but like for me, with the inflation stuff and like they can do what they want with this quantitative tightening and, and raising interest rates. But to me, I keep saying on this episode, I'll keep saying it like it's not going to go away until like people are just kind of like broke and it's getting there. I mean, gas is what, a million dollars. And so things are getting there. I mean, I bought a bag of grapes the other day and if I buy the organic ones, of course, you know, because I go to self-checkout and ring them up as regular price because that's what you do, okay? That's your little built-in discount for ringing up your own shit at the grocery store. That's how I justify it in my head and with Jesus. So I recommend you do the same. Get the get the organic produce, go to self-checkout, ring it up as regular, pay the regular price. It's fine. Unless it's like bananas. Like organic bananas are like, what? 70 cents versus 50 cents just pay the 70 but organic grapes 549 a pound versus like a dollar 99 a pound okay now we're talking some serious savings so (laughs) do that i did that with the red grapes uh but again ultimately i could afford to pay the 15 dollars for the bag of grapes but that's just batshit crazy who's paying 15 dollars for a bag of grapes right 
But anyway, my point being, shit's expensive out there. You, there's hacks to get it better, and that's one of them, all right? Basically just stealing. You can do that to save money in this economy. But, you know, outside of that, it's expensive for shit out there. So how are people... I don't know how people aren't fighting in the streets yet for bread. It's gonna... It's We're getting there. Like, if you're on a budget, I don't know how you're making it work. That's why I, I we preach, like, investing. And especially now, like, I, I go into option stuff. Because with investing, it's like... Yeah, you can't touch that money. Like, what are you going to do? Sell your investments now down and take the money? No, you can't. You can't touch that money. Like, still long-term invest. But if you can learn the, the skill of options, like we're all trying to do to get skilled, be, you know, consistent traders to make a nice little side income, get ahead a little bit here. And like a lot of the guys, you know, in our Discord and just across, and, and, and women, just across like the FinTwit community, full-time traders. A lot of these bigger people I talk about like I know Keanu still has a you know full time job, but if he wanted to be a trader full time, he totally could. I don't see why not. Same with like and all these other guys, like like Jake Ricci is a full time trader. Bueller, full time trader. Like these people, this is their job, and they're like in their twenties, early mid twenties. It's crazy. I know we're a little bit older. I'm almost almost thirty five. Keanu's in his thirties, a little bit older than me. I don't want to call it his exact age. I don't want to dox him like that, but you know, uh, <laughs> um. Still, hey, better late than never, right, guys? And so, still ahead of the game, I feel. Um, and it is fun. To me, it's a fun distraction, I keep saying. It's a fun distraction. Uh, but with all this inflation stuff, I just feel like things aren't really going to level out until like people are really broke, and then they can't, and they just stop buying stuff. Like, no, I'm not going to pay that straight up. And then companies will have to stop being greedy. Because I do think, of course, there's inflation going on right now, but I also think there's a lot of greed going on right now. There's companies that are running with it, especially like within the travel industry. I've known, I see that for sure. I'm on an airplane every other week, every week at this point. Although this week I'm going to Chicago for, I'm, I'm back in Michigan. I was in North Carolina last weekend. I'm going to Chicago for like a week next week, which is dope. So that'll be nice because I, I don't have to hop on a plane. It'll be nice to still be in a, a sweet, a cool city, travel, but not have to hop on an airplane. Although I don't mind flying, but I like taking a train because you know, you can bring more, you don't have to pay attention to what you pack as much and you can bring like some some travel goodies, if you will. So I like that. So um, anyways, I don't think things are going to level off so people are really broke. I should invest in like some credit card companies here. Maybe like a Visa or a MasterCard. Just one of them. Just to, like hedge my position against against Square anyways. I still think Square is going to be fine. I keep saying that. But like why not um, get a little MasterCard or Visa in the portfolio? I might do that. I don't have enough capital to deploy and open and to go into new positions like that. I'd rather just go heavier into the companies I talked about earlier. Apple, Microsoft, NVIDIA, that kind of thing. Or even like Palo Alto Networks. They, I know they beat on earnings recently. I talked about it a few weeks ago. I did play an options trade on it. I did risk. I hate. And that would have paid over 100%. I think we talked about that. They beat on earnings uh, a couple weeks ago, raised guidance. I know they also just got a big contract with uh, Oracle. So... Um, and we've been talking about them for literally years, but again, I'd rather just my point being, I'd rather put some money into those companies. I'm still trying to build cash. I do think we have a little bit more of an, another leg down and then a slow build up to the summer leading up to midterms. I do think FinTwit's a little correct with that. I think we'll have a little bit more relief through the summer leading up to midterms because if not, like if not, I don't, I mean, I, I don't talk about, I try to bring up politics on this episode, on this show, but like, you know, if, if they don't, if the market doesn't turn around a little bit, I, I the Democrat Democrats are gonna have a hard time if markets don't turn around a little bit by November. That's just the reality of it, right? Inflation's running hot. 
groceries are insane. A loaf of bread's $28. You know, it's ridiculous. So it's not going to work. I think things have to get a little bit. I do think they're going to get worse through the summer. I think, I think things are going to run hot to August. And then like September, October, things are going to get really like, there'll be like a lot of like, look what we did. See how bad it was. Look how quick we fixed it. I think there's going to be something like that kind of shit going on. Which is, I know traditionally like September is a terrible month for the stock market. But it's either September, October. It's one of those fall months. I think it's September though. I'll double check. But if you look at it over the years, just one of those mar- one of those months just shit for. It's probably because, oftentimes leading into elections. I know it's not every year, but every other essentially. So, um, yeah, I think that might be part of it. Who knows? Either way, we're gonna play options through it. I'm just thinking of like long term investing. Like, what's where should you be putting your money overall long term? Because I know that's what most people listen to this epi- this podcast for. Although, if you have the time and the discipline and the desire. You should get into the option stuff, like I keep saying, because why the hell not? Um, all right, let's see what else am I looking at here. Oh, again, going in line with the trading journal, I wanted to bring this up. Having like a game plan and tying that back into like trading like an athlete. God damn, markets are running hot. See, Tesla almost at 790. Shopify back to 400. Let's check the options contracts that I have. These are paper ones, but let's see what they're up. Uh, and I think I paid like 1400 for the Tesla one. It's up $2,000 profit. So 2072. And then I also bought a square contract for 360. That's up 277. So that's up almost hundred percent. Hot damn. 2300. Should probably sell these soon. Again, paper account, but fun to uh, take the notes here. Also, I tend to buy, I need to learn more about when to buy which contracts. I tend to buy out of the money contracts, like just a little bit out of the money. I know Keanu first refers to them. It's like hitting a fastball. It's like they're hard to hit, but if you hit them, they hit, they go far. And so it's like, you know, you can do it. Step in the box and take a swing. You know, you might, you might miss a few, but you'll hit one, you know, and you don't want to go crazy. You don't want to lose your account, but basically saying like if you do out of the money contracts they got to move quick and if they don't move quick you're out of the money and i think i've talked about that uh on previous episodes as i've ever said like if, if the if the contract doesn't go in your favor relatively quickly you should probably just duck out because you probably lost some shit so anyways yeah the tesla contract up now 2500 so it could pull 2500 on a 1700 dollar contract quite juicy right so again i like using the paper account to learn to be like okay what would happen if i did this play how could it work out for me man i gotta hop on the discord and see what the guys are saying they're probably losing their mind ah again this is a painful lesson i'm so mad at myself for sleeping in but tomorrow i will not watch tomorrow i'll be a dunk on everyone be like just take all these gains away but if they do we're playing puts damn it tonight we're studying. See, this is why we lose. This is why we sleep in because then we learn to like not do it again and we we uh, we kick ourselves. So that's how we do it. We be mean to ourselves. We got to be harsh. <laughs> that's that's my way of self-motivation. Not the not the Tony Robbins, you know, feel good stuff. I'm more of the uh, uh, I like the Tim Dillon school of motivation. I've always I've said that for a while. He's Tim Dillon is my is my Tony Robbins. If you're not familiar with Tim, he's a, I think he's an amazing comedian. I think he's the best comedian working out there right now. He rubs people the wrong way 
often for the things he says, but it's because he's not wrong and he's not afraid to say it. It's because he makes a shitload of money outside of, uh, he has a podcast. It does a Patreon as a podcast on Spotify that does well, very well, but his Patreon makes literally hundreds of thousands of dollars a month. So he's uncancelable because you can't cancel thousands of people giving you $5, me being one of them for the last like two years. So love that. That's also why I, I, I tell people that are in the, in the arts or entertainment world, dude, take that free time and learn options and use it to your advantage. Because like myself, like I still do comedy all the time. I do stand up all the time, but I'm not stressed out for like, oh, I need to go do this gig and make a hundred bucks. Oh, I need this 500 or this thousand. Like, dude, have something else that can bridge the gap. And so you're not stressed out about that shit. And so you can also like be a little more free. And and, it, and to be honest, because of that, it makes you more, it, it makes you a better creative person. It makes you a better comedian. I think Tim is a better comedian because he's not catering to anyone's desires. He's not worried about being canceled by anyone. He's not worried about being fired. He's not worrying about getting any other job. He's just 100% on, you know, 100% himself and doesn't have to worry about any of that shit. And so when you have a safety net with, with investing or options, you don't have to worry about like, oh, what if I don't get this gig? What if I don't get this? What if I don't get that? You can truly just be yourself and not worry about that stuff. And in turn, it'll make you a better artist. So, hey, what a fun way to tie that in. Uh, right at the end there. Um, that's about all I got for this week. Um, we're going to get a guest for next week, I think. And if we do next week's guest, should have a video one as well. We're going to do video with audio. I'm going to say that now to hold myself to it. Get a, stuff, a, a nice guest that we can do video to. That sounded weird. Um, <laughs> all right. I think that's about it. Let's get out of here. Uh, let's go enjoy this market. And watch me uh, hop into some trades. And here, if I hop into some trades now, I'll crash it. So you know what? For everyone else, I won't. I'll sit it out today. I'm going to just sit on my hands, at least until power hour. And uh, we'll live to fight another day. But um, all right. Have a good week. And uh, we'll see you later. Bye.